0: It's it's been kind of funny, the um, moving geographies within the city, how different the uh, the ethnicities are in the uh, in the area where I am in town now, as opposed to the previous area of town, like there were all kinds of Asian and um, Middle Eastern markets in the old part of town. There, I'm pretty sure that it's all, uh, there's a bunch of African uh, restaurants kind of close by, and uh, I'm trying to think of the uh, other thing that is, uh, oh, uh, well, yeah, it's, well, no, this area is a little more Middle Eastern, too. Like, it's kind of weird how it's, uh, yeah, the other place is just Asian. This is more... Middle Eastern, and African, and uh, I, I do want to try the Ethiopian food. Like you are saying, like, it, that was one of those things when we were growing up. That, wow, uh, Ethiopia not looked upon well. No. <laughs> Who's this? No. Sally Struthers, right? <clears throat> yeah, Sally Struthers. Yeah, that was the one that uh, South Park famously made fun of. Yes.
1: Yes, it's, still, it's so mean, but it's still funny, so it doesn't matter. But it's like all when we were growing up, all we knew about Africa, or Ethiopia, and then I guess Africa as well, as it became, was Live Aid.
0: Oh, uh, yeah,
1: We Are the World, which I can't remember what the name of that was. And then UNICEF was always asking for money. It always had some poor, you know, some poor kid – distended belly, like skin and bones, whatever else. And then those awful commercials. And now we fast forward, and it's like 40 years later, 20 years, whatever it is. And it's like, hey, you want to go to the Ethiopian restaurant? I was like, motherfucker, what are you talking about?
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's... What do they have to offer? That that stigma is still there. (laughs) Yes.
1: And maybe for another generation that didn't, you know... They weren't raised on this. It makes no sense. But trust me, trust us. That's oh. a weird thing
0: to tell somebody. Uh, well, yeah, it's one of those, at least for me, I know that I'm more interested just, or generally interested because I've watched enough. I don't watch them anymore, but, uh, watching Anthony Bourdain and, uh, Andrew Zimmern on bizarre foods. um, that was one that I'm just like, oh, you know, I guess I'm pretty adventurous with the food department. So the Ethiopia thing doesn't freak me out like it uh, it, it would have in the past. Yeah, it's, a, it's not really a freak out. It's just like a lack of understanding. <laughs> you were all right. We were raised that they didn't have food. Basically. Now all of a sudden, you're telling me. They have their own cuisine. Yeah. So what is it? Like, what? rice pods in sand
1: I'm like what are you talking about and i've no and i've never done the research or the, or taken any
0: steps to see what it is oh so, yeah you know it could I, be awesome i don't know i wouldn't really be able to tell you um because <clears throat> i and, and yeah i still haven't tried the place i do need to uh i i do need to put that on the list though to uh Give it a, a, a swing in. I think it's a little bit closer to the office now, so it would be a good uh, office lunch sometime. That's, that's akin to someone saying, hey, you want some Chernobyl snacks? <laughs> Chernobyl snacks. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? No. Uh... no. they're really good. Like, nothing grows there. Well, actually, a lot of stuff grows there now. <laughs> Which is also
1: another strange thing. Weren't we told if there's like a nuclear meltdown, everything dies, right? And then you see all these like goofy pictures of Chernobyl and it's lush and green.
0: Well, there are still areas that are that are still radioactive though in within Chernobyl. <laughs> you know, you really don't want to live there. Stuff's growing there, but humans still should not live there. That's how bad it is. Yeah, yeah but we're not allowed to eat that stuff either, right? Oh no. It seems like See, a bad I'm idea. Seeing, that sounds more intriguing than eating Ethiopian food.
1: Maybe it's my superhero upbringing as well. But, you know, all of a sudden you get super strength or something <laughs> from eating Chernobyl chocolate bar or something, you know?
0: Oh, man, sure, why not? I mean, spinach was weird enough.
1: Oh, spinach is still fucking gross. God any any of those leafy greens are just nasty, and then you like maybe solid it's okay, but then like collard greens, mustard greens, which I can't eat anyways. Um,
0: <laughs> any of that. You stuff. and your mustard problem.
1: Ugh, I had a burger that had like the sauce on it. It was like it was clearly like quarter mustard. I just don't care. It just tastes too good. And I give up. So <laughs> just throw a few pills down my throat and I'm fine. But. It's like any of that stuff. I'm like, I don't eat the shit out of my lawn bag. I'm not eating this stuff. I don't care. Sauerkraut's on there
0: too. Um. Oh man. Can't well, yeah. Eat plenty of uh, plenty of greens, and I love sauerkraut. Uh, that that is one of the few uh, German traditions that uh, that that came through from the mother's side of uh, of the old family tree. And
1: like my, the Pollocks and us, we'd make stuffed cabbages and I'm like, what's this trash? <laughs> and just like, I literally put the fork in the top, you pull it, all the meat and rice falls out. You take whatever tomato sauce you got, throw it over there. And that's what I'd eat. And my grandfather or somebody else would just eat the cabbage because that stuff's gross.
0: Uh, oh, that was a uh, childhood staple too. I still remember getting it at the Polish place uh, here in Columbus with you oh, and, the, uh, and the wife. so good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you get it at a proper po- Polish place, it is pretty dang on tasty.
1: Did you ever have city chicken?
0: Uh, not that I can think of. Okay, so as it turns out, it's not chicken at all. <laughs> it's actually, I think it's veal.
1: Uh-oh. Or like a like a poor man's veal, you bread it and then deep fry it. Not deep fry it. I'm sorry, pan fry it with oil. And that was some of the best stuff I've ever had. I haven't had it since I was a kid. My grandparents used to make it all the time. That stuff was so good. I think yeah, I think it was veal. It was some. It was something like that or pork. Some something like that. But it wasn't yeah. chicken at all. So I don't really know why it was called City Chicken.
0: Uh, well, because what, uh, what is that that has something similar? Oh, the chicken fried steak. I, I guess for I some understand. reason I always thought it was chicken because there was chicken in the title. Well, I thought it was a steak, but it's not, right? Uh, uh, yeah, it's some type of... Yeah, it's not really a steak. It's some type of cheaper cut of beef.
1: So it is actual beef.
0: I believe so.
1: It just sounded gross, so I was like, "No."
0: That used to be something that uh, I was uh, I was up for, but uh, yeah. these days, uh, whew, let's just say red meat does not treat my uh, treat my intestines well. Um, yeah. Cube steak, <laughs> yeah. Like okay, yeah, so cube steak is just poor
1: people food, right? Yeah,
0: okay, that's what I thought. I
1: I kind of thought that when I was a kid.
0: Yeah, it's it it, it I, and yeah, I remember. Uh, I believe Ponderosa at the time being uh, had <laughs> yes. had some pretty uh, delectable uh, chicken fried steak back in the day. <laughs> so uh, I, I I definitely ate that uh, at some juncture. There was Ponderosa, Bonanza. There was something else, right? Uh, What I mean, to me, Golden Corral didn't come home and come around until a little bit later.
1: Right. There was one other. I can't remember what the name of it was, but just those like steak buffets. You just pile your food and then you tell them what steak you want. So it's supposed to be ready by the end. If not, you have to sit down and bring it to you. What a great American concept.
0: Just, just awesome. Uh, yeah. Well, there was a local one that is like we never hit those. There's a local one in out Al- well the uh, central Pennsylvania area because they were not just in Altoona, but Haas's Steakhouse did something uh, like that where you had the buffet and then you got a, a main course coming out of the kitchen. Love, they- loved their Italian chicken. Loved it.
1: What's Italian chicken? Is that just chicken
0: parm? Uh, No, it is a a, ta- a chicken soaked in Italian salad dressing and grilled. Oh,
1: oh. that just sounds good.
0: <laughs> yeah. Especially if you inject
1: <laughs> it now. Like they, didn't have, they didn't do injecting back then,
0: I don't think. Yeah, that's one where I, I feel like I need to revisit that again sometime soon. That's, <laughs> no, that's now Now that I'm talking about it, I'm like, hold on, why haven't we done this recently? Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. I'm to try that
1: tomorrow before it starts
0: raining.
1: Damn. Oh, so, man. Yeah, this so, is a better topic than the shit I had in my head f- ahead of time, so. Uh, <laughs> like I said, it's been... I've been out since six. Luckily, I'm calming down.
0: Uh, oh, well, d- is, I... Well, we cover AEW, so why don't we start there, because I, I, I'm i 99% sure that you did not get Revolution. No,
1: I was considering it, and then I went, nah. And then I saw it ended at 11.
0: 30. And I went, what? Well, no, it's not, more like 11.40. Oh, okay. Well,
1: it wasn't one, so, you
0: know. Yeah, it, it it did end reasonably early. Like I, because I started making jokes when the first couple of matches went long, and then I'm like, oh no, they might be bringing this in on time. Like they had a couple of short matches after that to kind of bring the the median time limit down some. And uh, yeah, uh, like I said, 11:40 not uh, not a bad finish time, honestly. No, it's
1: not. Now, for Sunday,
0: eh. Yeah, still not and, great. I was but, not, not a fan, usually in bed by that point.
1: Yeah, but it's, and I, I don't know if we said this last week, but I know we were kind of like harsh on ordering it, but it wasn't that the matches weren't going to be good. It was oh. that it was going to be too long, and there would be a lot of matches. So, like, reading about this show, I wasn't surprised in the least bit that it was good like yeah of course it was going to be good and the results none of them really surprised me maybe Wardlow winning but he was supposed to get his revenge so he gets his revenge <laughs> just to oh. have Wednesday show up
0: uh, yeah that's uh, that's something to get to I guess in a moment here <laughs> But uh yeah, well fuck it. I guess we can get to it now. Well,
1: well, alright. So wait, wait, wait. So one thing, <laughs> did you and Chris talk about that goofy John Cena Austin Theory promo?
0: Uh he is uh so against Austin Theory, he enjoyed it. Uh but okay. I, he was a little bit surprised that I'm like I, before you even texted anything to me about it. Honestly, I like I was just like, I don't want to see this match now.
1: Yeah. It, it, the whole thing made no sense. (laughs) Like, how many times have they had people come out and just berate Austin Theory? And he just stands there. Like, I'm guessing this was approved ahead of time. Or Austin knew it was coming.
0: Oh, right.
1: And it was told to just stand there, but what does him just standing there do? Like, Cena's just talking and talking and talking, and this is actually, the whole premise of this, or the, the whole reason it started was Austin Theory and Evolve talking shit about John Cena and saying he's going to eclipse, Cena's he going to do this, he's going to do this. So yeah. instead of Cena coming out and talking about that, he starts talking about how he's bo- like, Austin Theory is boring, he has a great name, he's not interested, these people don't like you, no one cares about you, they pump in fake crowd music, and I'm sitting there going, what's going on? Like, what? Why are you doing this? And then they have the audacity to go, you know, if you want this match, you lose, you lose everything. You win, you lose everything. 'Cause a crowd the next day is gonna tear you apart. And I'm sitting there going, why would you put that in their head?
0: <laughs> it, it, yeah. It, it it was a little weird to me why it it got worded the way that it got worded.
1: It's it's like I I'm I was dumbfounded and i'm sitting here going okay so the best thing austin theory can do is make fun of cena's bald spot you know and oh. cena goes yep yeah, rocking the senior crew and austin theory should have jumped all over him i'm like yeah you're a dinosaur that's why you're a senior i'm the future and that's why i want to show everybody i'm the future i'm the now and i'm gonna beat the old dog like i like i always said i would Anything other than just stand there and go. <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: yeah, like, like a deer understand? in headlights. And as soon as Cena start talking, Theory should have
1: smacked him in the face, smacked the mic out of his hand, do something, anything other than go.
0: Yeah, anything other than take it.
1: Yeah. So, like, part of me is sitting there going. Was this planned? If so, that's a horrible decision. Or was it like, all right, Cena, go out there and talk shit about this kid and surprise him, see what he's got. <laughs> Which is also bullshit. Uh,
0: yeah, it, if you're making it one of your attraction matches with a legitimate movie star.
1: Yeah. In and like in, in in a in a certified legend now. There's no disputing that. Whether you like him or not, he oh. moves tickets, he moves sales, he just does. Yeah. But like there was so much more fodder that should have been given to Austin Theory. Like John Cena talking about being the guy, and Austin Theory's like, Well, I'll cut you off right there. There are plenty of people that could have been the guy if your political maneuvering would like there were shooting, right? Yeah. He's like, what about, he could have brought up CM Punk. He's like, what about CM Punk? He's a champion, but yet all the focus was on you. Why was that? Why was that, John? And if he tried saying something, smack the mic out of his hands. Like, be a man. It came off so bad that you're right. Who wants to see this? Because even if Austin Theory now comes out and steamrolls Cena, it just looks disingenuous. Like, the only way this works is if they have a fair match and Austin Theory just beats him clean. Not a fluke. Oh. Wears him down, hits his hits his thing, and then Cena shakes his hand. As much as that shouldn't happen in character, that's what needs to happen.
0: Yeah, that that is the only way to salvage this angle now. <laughs> it is for, yeah, for Cena to give him some... But then, yeah, it shouldn't happen because Austin Theory is a heel, and you should not be having, as you stated, a certified legend who is clearly at this point a babyface. You know, oh. being the one to put his stamp of approval on the guy.
1: Like I, I I've been trying to think of how to salvage this disaster. And I, all right, one, I don't understand why people are so down on Austin Theory. No. It's not his fault the way he was booked. Are we forgetting this?
0: Uh, well, and I guess that was the other weird part about this angle, it, about that promo in particular. Austin Theory sat there and took it entirely too often when things weren't going well for him yeah you know he didn't have fire back material and it made his character look bad and it made his character look bad again this week yeah you know i mean that literally was his exact problem and it just resurfaced and it's just Yeah, so weird, like, and you've done such a good job, like, they've completely rebuilt him, like, I guess even the people that don't like Austin Theory have acknowledged the fact that he, they've done a pretty much a rebuild, and it's just like, you're almost ruining the rebuild, or, you know, like, you're getting awfully close to it, you know? Yep. Uh, like you said, and, and if he wins, I guess it's a you know it turns out okay. Mm. I, I
1: guess if he wins, it's only salvageable if Cena concedes. Yeah. Like yeah, all right. And honestly, says I was wrong. You know, like yeah, I'm yeah. not. You know, Cena can even try and save face. You know, I'm not who I used to be, but you know what? I wonder if when I was what I used to be, how that match would have turned out. I mean, if you're gonna run Austin Theory down like this and then have him lose or have Cena not put him over, peace out with him. Let him go, because it's over. Oh. And and Cena pulling up that bullshit, I almost got fired for the way you're acting. What? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I guess. But Weren't you actually, like, a white meat baby face? And that's why you were boring? And then you became, like... The smug, you know, thugonomics, making like sexual innuendos, like homoerotic comments, all that stuff. Isn't that what got you over? Yeah. So it's also like a lie as well. You were towing the company line like you were supposed to. And then Stephanie hears you rapping and then it takes off from there. Not that you figured it out. And that's why you became this giant star. No, 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 no. Stephanie saved you by hearing you do something. So, yeah, the whole thing's so weird. I don't know why you'd eviscerate somebody and then have a match where I'm supposed to care. <laughs> so.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's that. That was really weird.
1: But anyways, we can get back to AW. I just want to, the rest of role was fine. So, uh,
0: well, back to the the weirdness. Uh, so, I, a, well, there was a kind of a lot of things wrong. The, the main event, I suppose, is one of them. I, I really wanted Will. Uh, I'm cool with Will Hobbs being TNT champion. It is really, really strange uh, the way they decided to execute this. Uh, one of the few times that I'm going to go, whew, uh, they really did pull some long-term booking into this one, but I, I, I really would have wished this long-term booking were uh, forgotten about.
1: Yeah, I I'm watching it. All right, so one... I'm guessing the whole thing with Wardlow losing his, getting his car broken into was an angle after all? And QT's the one that did it? Because QT said something on Twitter about, whoa, I can't, I wonder who broke into your car.
0: Oh, I did not know this.
1: And I was like, what? I mean, maybe they're just trying to make like a storyline out of it, out of the reality. No, oh, okay. So I have no problem with Hobbs being the champion. But, obviously, that was coming. Not right then, because there's no build. Yes, he won the, whatever,
0: that ladder match is called. Oh, yeah. The the giant toilet bowl gold ring match. (laughs) Yeah, your hemorrhoid ring. Hemorrhoid (laughs) ring match, yeah. I think that's what it's called. (laughs) So, he gets the shot, like, alright.
1: And, I say it every week, if this... Promotion was called TNA. People would go nuts about how bad the booking is, and I know they've had a match in the past, but for Wardlow to suddenly go, yeah, let's make it a street fight, no rules, blah blah blah. I'm like, why? Like, there's not that much animosity.
0: Uh, Well, it's because he didn't have any ring gear. That is even dumber. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how many people we've watched uh, engage in fisticuffs in street clothes. Yeah, in osten- <laughs> Ostensibly, I would have thought that Wardlow would have at least been wearing a tracksuit at a minimum.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, he, he, he really could have fought in something.
1: Yeah, but regardless... Okay, pretty good match, pretty fun, good spots, crowd's into it. Hobbs and Wardlow, you know, they're still younger, but doing way better. And then no. if it's a street fight, what's the problem with just beating Wardlow? Like, there's, there's never anything wrong with oh. the heel winning when you just wear the people out. Even if it's a fluke, Hobbs punches Wardlow. He falls off the stage through the thing. But then they, you know, they each hit each other. So Hobbs gets up just before ten. Instead, we're given QT Marshall again. Like, imagine when AEW started, we would have two guys no one really knows fighting for a championship, and the show also contains QT Marshall and Jeff Jarrett in prominent roles you be yelling, this is TNA. There's <laughs> just, just no way around it. So.
0: No, no, there is not.
1: But, good match. I also hated its little things. He, Hobbs wins. QT jumps in his arms. And he holds the title over his head while Hobbs is, is holding him. And I'm going, yeah, what a great visual to start your title reign. And yes, Hobbs got the title back and posed, but the focus was so far on QT.
0: Uh, and he made the win happen, which is... Uh-huh. You know, I, again, it, it's actual long-term booking, but it's just like, I don't know. Just no, I don't why do you continue to have people involved in things that don't need to be involved in things mm-hmm. yeah i mean and- they 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 bring back lance archer and he still has jake the snake why just why <clears throat> and and this is the same kind of thing like it's not necessary
1: no and i thought they actually well before we get off this match. I mean, obviously we want to see a rematch to where it's just the two of them, but it's like, now the next one's got to be a cage, it's got to be this, it's got to be this, you know? No. you can't go back to them, just a regular singles match. So, but it was like, you see this, and then, Jay Lethal and Orange Cassidy, Again. I actually enjoyed the match. It was one of the first, like, Jay Lethal appearances I enjoyed. Because, I told you, Orange Cassidy's really grown on me. But, what happens? They, like, Jeff Jarrett, Sanjay, the other guy, start coming down the ring. They're like, no, no, you can't come down, can't come down, right? I was like, oh, someone finally learned. (laughs) Don't let them come down there, cool. You know, match is good, and... Yeah. And then Jeff Jarrett I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> why? And now we got we got a a match yep. for the international title with Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> of all the matches he's won.
0: Oh uh, yeah, I. Yeah, this side of the podcast is never good uh, talking about Jeff Jarrett. Like, I don't, I like Orange Cassidy a lot, and uh, I I, yeah, just don't get it. Really, don't get why uh, Jeff Jarrett is challenging, even though it's you know their least probably belt. I. Orange Cassidy's done a nice job of at least being a rampage regular and defending it yeah. there. Yeah, and like to
1: me like the, well now the new new to me international title is actually more important than the TNT title. He's he's oh. defending it every week. <laughs> so and then and, and, like, i am going to Taxogen I said this yeah. Uh, Orange has really grown on me. I mean, I didn't like it at first, but he's also kind of changed it up. Where he's not doing his gimmicky stuff until there's like a comeback and he's doing it to the guy. Like he didn't do it to Lethal. Lethal was chopping him, he's barely touching him. Kind of like, yeah, you're not hurting me. Or you can't hurt me (laughs) or, you know, whatever. Yeah. I appreciate those moments. But, like, the whole thing where he would just kick a guy in the shins to start the match,
0: I was like, stupid. So. Yeah, I, mostly you wondered why the guy would just sit there and take it anyway and not just take advantage of the situation.
1: Yeah. I mean, and also I know, like, you're not supposed to react to it, like, oh, my God, I'm getting kicked by him or punched, whatever. But, you know, it's just. To have, yeah, he beats Jay Lethal, that seems over cool. Jeff Jarrett comes in, and you knew something was going to happen because they went to a tight shot on Orange. I was just hoping it was Miro. Oh. (laughs) But I'm thinking, is he just done?
0: It would seem that way. I mean, it has been a really long time since he has been on TV. At this juncture, like I don't know what that time frame is. It's been a while. There have been, been the a lot of uh, mysterious circumstances with former WWE people in AEW. about? Bro- uh oh, well. I mean, we still get uh, the, uh, what's his name, Uh, Malachi Black. I guess at least he has the trios championships now. Yeah. Uh, So there's that, uh, but I mean, I still think that that's been a weird situation overall. Andrade's been a weird situation. Uh, Miro. Uh, Who else has come over that... I feel like there's at least one other kind of prominent name that I am uh, forgetting about. (laughs) I I can't remember. It is kind of interesting, at least for the, to me, the women, I'm like, they might actually be turning, they might have stumbled into a decent story with this whole uh, Soraya, Tony Storm, Ruby Riot group. Uh, moving forward. It was completely weird and not well started. But after Ruby's promo this week, uh, I am for that group now. Yeah, I, that's why
1: I texted you. Her promo made total sense. She really didn't lie. Nope. And that's all, like a disgruntled heel is so much better for to me than a... Disingenuous or like crazy heel. She laid it out, used truth to explain why she's mad, and that's all we got. That's all we needed. It was great. No, no, you know. And then, like, even when the Crowley, she said Chris Statlander. Everyone started cheers like, "Oh, you love Chris Statlander." Kind of like Austin Theory could have been doing with John Cena, (laughs) like reacting to the surroundings. No. And I'm guessing Chris Statlander's coming back soon, since they mentioned her. Because that's like the first time they mentioned her in a while.
0: Uh, yeah, I thought that that was a pretty random name to uh, have come up. Just, just because, yeah, she's been. I, I, mean, I do believe it was an injury again. But uh, yeah, she's she's her still other been. A, knee. Huh. Her other knee blew out. Oh, okay. I couldn't remember what the injury was.
1: Yeah, so she's going to come back like Stone Cold with two braces on.
0: <laughs> stone Cold, Stone Cold. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah no, I, I enjoyed that, actually. Uh, it's funny because yeah. you don't hear Ruby Soho talk very much. Even in WWE, she didn't talk very much. <laughs> yeah, that was the one thing that I was like, huh. She was the leader of her own squad, and I don't remember her talking this much.
1: God, I don't remember them talking that
0: much really (laughs) no they came out and everyone told us that they were friends and everyone was confused (laughs) oh that's true
1: yeah and they had like their own entrance way like way of entering the ring all that stuff Uh
0: uh-huh yeah so yeah but no it's it's
1: it's good no it's it's the first like compelling thing for the women uh yeah
0: yeah it, it it yeah, it was weird when Ruby was, like, trying to pick a side and they were doing the that kind of situation. But I'm glad that they've uh, gotten away from that. Oh, for sure. You know, uh, and, and... Yeah, Ruby was kind of... De- All of the women... Yeah, they did not get... Saraya did not get the response that they were expecting coming back. And... I. I do think that the way she presented herself was... Like, it was too late in the game to say that you're saving the AEW women's division. You could have said that in their first year of existence. I'd still take the women of the WWE, or probably even the women of NXT, over the women of AEW. But, uh, you know, they had a real solid division, at least, going on in AEW before Serea came back. So, yeah, it was a weird angle to start her off on just from Jump Street. You know, and turning it on its side and making it a heel thing is probably the best thing they could have done. Did you pass out over there, or did you hit mute for the first time in a long time? God damn it, yes. I... <laughs> that is, I think that has been a record of time in between you muting yourself, because I'm having a hard time remembering the last time that happened. Yeah, I've been pretty good about it. and Yeah, I've
1: been talking, I'm like, you're just talking over, me. I'm like, all right, well, just have at it, buddy. <laughs> so... <laughs>
0: yeah i i i I was filling in emptiness on my side yeah so yeah so angle
1: good ruby good yeah all right i fucked that one up sorry (laughs) 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 but it is better if if they bring statlander in and give her some personality because she was like the alien goof before then she became super serious and mean then she got hurt and it's like well can we have like a happy medium like something interesting with her just something I mean, she's she's
0: impressive. She's good in the ring. But it's, again, you don't know anything about her. No. No, and the whole alien thing, like, I guess it's kind of funny and fits in with the whole best friends theme. I, yeah, I guess I really don't care, though, still. No. You know, like, I I don't think trying to call yourself an alien or even a dinosaur I'm try- cause I'm really trying to think if the whole, uh, you know, dinosaur part of uh, Luchasaurus has really gotten over.
1: Yeah, I and mean, wherever he is, <laughs> damn, that poor guy—they got sued over the mask, and he hasn't been seen since. Jesus.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess I did not look into why they were being sued over that mask.
1: I guess they. They designed it for him or something like it's so weird that you get a tattoo like Tyson. I think Tyson was the one that started this. He had that face tattoo. Yeah. And the artist like sued for copyright. So you had to like pay for the for the rights to it if you wanted to use it in in a movie or TV or something. (laughs) That's just bizarre to me that that's a law. No, you gave up the rights of it.
0: Yeah, when you put it on his face, you gave up the rights to it.
1: Yeah, it's that's so weird. And maybe I maybe I have the the law wrong, which but I believe that's what it is because it's your piece of art, and you're the like, and the person's the canvas. Well, that don't make any fucking sense because I paid for it. You didn't do it for free. Anyways. But,
0: so, oh, but, like, to go backwards a little bit. Oh, yeah.
1: Orange and Jay Lethal was good. The Jeff Jarrett bullshit is not good.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, I, I, I like to die. The first hour of Dynamite, I was more for. The back half was the weird part of this show.
1: Okay. So you get Hangman talking to Renee, and he just still is kind of a dick to her.
0: Yeah, and like, goes, he yeah. he he's apologizing, but still being a dick to her.
1: And then he says, I'm done with him. Okay, cool. And then I saw the graphic sometime on Monday or Tuesday with Dark Order versus Moxley and, and Claudio. And I immediately went, what? <laughs> like, there's not an upset coming here, so what's the point? And I didn't really see a point to any of this until Hangman comes down. Oh, and by the way, Moxley comes out not selling one iota of that match from Sunday. He's just walking like it's no big deal.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that was complete Because you mentioned it in a text. What... I need to look at the... uh the the results here uh just because there is something someone was just selling an injury other than hangman selling not having to sell i mean when you have a black eye you got a black eye yeah oh no the, no uh
1: i was i was talking about brian danielson and that's coming next because
0: um that's oh yeah i thought that there was a match uh, earlier in the card then that someone was selling an injury from uh, uh, from Revolution. And uh, maybe I'm wrong here because I'm kind of scrolling through stuff and I'm not seeing it. So I think I'm wrong. I th- I, I, I thought that that came just on the heels of that. But no. It, yeah, John Moxley should have been selling an injury of some sort. He shouldn't have been it was kind of weird that he was finally dominant for the first time in a while, quite frankly. Yes.
1: Yeah. It just... I don't know. The, the Moxley stuff is getting on my nerves, but...
0: Well, that that's the other thing that it just makes it awkward when you have the uh how do they keep on uh cuz i think they're using the alliteration uh, uh they're really lavishing praise on Renee for being this great in, backstage interviewer and then her husband's just being a dick in the ring left and right <laughs> exactly and you know, that, yeah yeah good it, cult, by the way i didn't think of that it, it puts she's in a weird position where, and I mean, it's kind of happened before where, cause I'm trying to think if there was another announcer couple where, and I feel like there was, and I'm just can't, I, I, I can't pull out the, the, the historical knowledge of it, or at least someone that was on TV that, uh, that they had kind of separate personas. Yeah, it's a weird spot for her to be in. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just some of the married couples where one's been a baby face and one's been a heel. And um, th- maybe that's more of what I'm thinking of. But yeah, like, they're putting her in a really just strange spot, quite frankly. Yeah, and then made
1: worse by... And i mean, being serious. He didn't sell
0: one single thing oh.
1: from sunday no he got choked he, i'm sorry he got hung to end that match not a mere mention of a like a bruise on your throat or neck or something like that nothing and i'm i'm, I'm sitting here watching going why should i give a damn about these matches if it doesn't matter
0: like, uh, yeah, well and then I get maybe it was just within the own <laughs> that segment itself Adam Page not only has the black eye he comes down hobbling yeah, yes yes he did you know and maybe that's what I was thinking of Like, it's just like hold on the other guy the guy that won the match <laughs> it, it, is hurt but the guy who Lost it is okay. Th- this is how this is working right now.
1: Yeah, I... okay. <laughs> maybe they'll explain it, maybe it'll get better. But right now, it's whatever. Like, I th- all right, did
0: you get Revolution? I forgot. Yes. Yeah, cuz I was just like what the hell? Like you said, it it was a, it, it was a show. It was a pay-per-view, you know? They week in and week out when we're talking about AEW, it is storyline complaints, not in-ring complaints. And right. that pay-per-view ignored the storylines essentially, you know? You just got the finishes of feuds in the ring. So it was good.
1: that's what that's what you know that's always the hope like even the nxt show i went to no bullshit just get right to it it was fun oh yeah and so there's that, that there's the whole idea that the dark order can beat moxley and claudio so right there i was like this is dumb and then uno comes down which i don't know who told him to go shirtless Yeah, I don't care if it's body shaming. Put a fucking shirt on. It's not a good look. I I know we're not supposed to say that stuff. It's not. Right. So, I don't care.
0: Well, I still can't... Like, he got his ass kicked. By Moxley already. (laughs) Fake MMA guy already kicked his ass once. I don't know why I'm supposed to expect... Evil Uno to win this battle when it's three-on-one instead of one-on-one. On one.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, exactly. After they're already, like, worked up even worse and now evil, apparently.
0: <sighs> yeah, th- I mean, that is the only thing that... Uh, yeah, John Moxley has definitely been leaning heel and they are definitely leaning into the Black... Pool combat club is being a bunch of dickheads,
1: which is fine. I mean, doesn't that's a name that just reeks? Hey, we're all dicks.
0: Yes. The combat club. Like, oh god, really? If, especially as you've, uh, I believe you've duly noted. Maybe it was, maybe it was Chris, but none of them are actual fighters. Like, they don't have uh, <laughs> yeah. any type of pedigree. Like, if if Solo Sequoia was in there.
1: You know, his character is, he's, a, he's the street champ. Yeah. So at least he got that, but no. Hey, Moxie
0: just likes doing garbage matches. That's it. Uh, but now he's some type of weird MMA tough guy because he's breaking out all, like they were talking yeah. about his uh, jiu-jitsu skills and uh, what, he used two different types of uh, chokes in this match. and it's,
1: Yeah. Which is always so funny, <laughs> and I blame I blame ECW and Taz for this. Remember when you couldn't choke people? Even a sleeper was on the chin. A cobra clutch wow. was the arms were wrapped around your own chin, so you could like, you push down so you couldn't breathe. Now it's just a straight choke. <laughs> but if you were like have the person on the mat and choke him with your bare hands. You can't do that, but I can shove my arm. Yeah, I can shove like your throat into the, the <laughs> crook of my arm, my elbow, and choke you out, and that's okay.
0: Uh, yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, sure. there,
0: there, there, there are subtle differences in being able to make someone go night, night. Yeah. So, because remember when the referee used to check? When the sleeper hole was applied. Oh yeah, to make sure that they weren't uh, choking them. Yep. Yeah, I don't have it anymore now. i just straight choke you. God, I don't even know the last time that did happen. It had to have been a long ass time ago.
1: Yeah, I'm figuring like
0: '90s, '80s. '80s for sure. Uh, yeah i i, I would I, I would assume sometime in the '90s that they yeah. stopped doing that. Yeah, so
1: it's just a weird dichotomy, and the one thing that I was legitimately like infuriated by—you've got that really great promo from Brian Danielson after losing. He's like crying, like, but not like crying because he lost, but because of like his heart and his soul aren't right, and this and this, and he's like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna I gotta go away." To Excalibur's credit, when they come back, they're like, oh, such compelling words from uh, Brian Downs about it. And then they start Moxley's music, and someone must have been in his ear hey, shut up and talk about Moxley. Because it ends abruptly, and they never go back to it. And it's like, well, this was bizarre. Why bother bringing it? Like, how can you have something so bold, raw, like, over the top emotional?
0: And then not address it. I I I did not notice that that's what happened. Oh, it's
1: immediate. They immediately go back to the arena, and Moxley comes out, or the Blackpool Combat Club. Yeah. Nothing was given a time to breathe. No, no, like hard shot of the three of them sitting at the desk in awe or shock.
0: Yeah. No one giving like a heartfelt. Uh, you know, fake one, but like a heartfelt speech about it, right? Nothing. And this is supposed to be one of your bigger stars, like okay. Uh, yeah, because I mean, it's one thing when you uh, uh, uh what? I, I guess what am I trying to think of here? It's one thing when you just disappear with an injury or something and they don't explain it, so you kind of understand why it doesn't get talked about. This literally happens on camera and everyone's like, oh, okay. Yeah. And, like, Excalibur tried to go back to it, and I think someone was telling them to shut up. Oh, like, wow. Like,
1: once, Excalibur's doing the right thing. They're like, no no, 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 Don't bring it up again. Why Why would we want people to care about this storyline?
0: Uh, yeah. <clears throat> I'm out of my mind with that. And then, like I told you when I texted you today, Melter said the same thing. He goes, "They
1: underplayed that." Oh, like, okay. It was crazy how bad how bad they treated that. And it's was like, "You have plenty of story. Make sure someone cares about it." And now you just watch and go, "Oh, he's leaving for a while. He'll be back." Like, ugh. just bad. <laughs> no, but. And, like, the match with Dark Order and Moxley and Claudia was good, but, again, was just never in doubt.
0: And oh, no. It doesn't, didn't make Dark Order look any better. didn't
1: make him look tough. None of it. No.
0: <laughs> John Silver hit his plateau uh, at least a year ago. They
1: had the opportunity to make the Dark Order something when they had that five-man match with Hangman. And they they lost because Hangman was going to hang out with his wife who was pregnant.
0: Oh, yeah. And they
1: would have won that, and had the Dark Order win it for Hangman. You know, they're they're all in there, but you know, they're talking about how uh, Reynolds and Silver <laughs> so like double teaming. That could have been how it ended. Just something, but nothing. So yeah, just just glaringly bad. So. <laughs>
0: uh not uh, glaringly bad in my opinion i am uh starting to dig the uh vignette intros that nxt is doing for their tv pay-per-views i believe this started what uh with charlotte doing one or was that for a premium live event that she yes. did it. Yeah. Well, I still like uh, Tiffany's Epiphanies at the beginning of this one. It has a, it, it felt like a similar vibe to me, and it, it helps someone get their character over. Like It's better to not use someone like Charlotte, honestly, and use someone on your roster who does not have a prominent spot in said yeah. show. Well, I think Charlotte was used just because of the past coming back and giving, you know, this one a little bit of a credence because it was the first one, you know, live,
1: you know, premium, premium, live, whatever. So, you know, get some eyeballs on it, even though it's free on Peacock. But, yeah, I, NXT I thought was a good show. Still some goofiness in there, but some (laughs) of it made sense. Like, do cuts and be mad they lost? It's kind of hard to, like, look at that and go, wow, how can you act that way? Yeah, he should.
0: Oh. You know? Yeah, that was one of the few times where I'm like, that's when uh, Booker T is in the uh, blind squirrel finds a nut every now and again uh, kind of territory where he's just like, yeah, Duke Hudson should be pissed off. And Vic's trying to defend Chase U. And it's just like, Nope, nope. Sorry, Vic. Uh, you are not the sane one in this situation, pal. <laughs> like, Duke Hudson has every right to be pissed off that uh, they've been writing off losses entirely too much.
1: Yeah, or celebrating lone victories. So, yeah, I I don't really want to see him break up, but a little bit of a change I don't think would hurt. Oh. Because either Gallus or Pretty Deadly are going to need someone to... The face after so you know start build start building now yeah um what'd you think of the end
0: um I'm, i i need to scroll to oh I can't believe that uh, someone tried to kind of play that off as a almost serious kind of situation, I felt like, in my news feed. <laughs> uh, I I, I kind of chuckled, I'm like, but it made sense, like, they... It weirdly really set the groundwork for what happened after the match with how hard they had shown Roxanne Perez training.
1: Yeah, and then like how hard she had to like uh, get out of things, whatever else, right?
0: Yeah, I I I don't. Yeah, they really set it up, but I don't like it still.
1: (laughs) That's fair. Yeah,
0: I, I was just like, "What?" So <laughs> you know, it's I, cause I like the opponent is still walking out of it without a problem, mm-hmm. and she didn't really, as much as it was a long ish match, it still wasn't completely, like, to me gutting.
1: Seemed out of the blue, and I'm like, all right, this is clearly fake because they're <laughs> handling like a rag doll. Don't even put like the oxygen on her face. No X sign, whatever else you want to see. But it was just so weird. Like, do, do we need this, or or is this how they're gonna get the title off of her? You know, like she's pushing herself when she shouldn't. Something like that.
0: Oh yeah, I don't know. Like, and and that is the other weird thing. Like, what is it? The, uh, stand and delivers only three weeks away or a little over three weeks away. And you're going to be selling your champion is weakened. Yeah. What does that do? If Tiffany Stratton is the one to challenge her. I, again, I think uh, we've had a track record of saying uh, mostly positive things about Tiffany Stratton since the, the tweak in characters. Yes. Uh, and, it, you know, it kind of gives her a little bit of a hollow victory if she ends up winning. Whose victory would be hollow? Uh, Tiffany Stratton. Tiffany Stratton. Yes. You know, if they're like... Oh no, she wore herself out in the Mako match and she hasn't been able to come back from it or something. It's just like yeah. uh, uh uh oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. I don't I just don't know why it was necessary. And yeah, I can definitely see especially if she loses. You know? Oh, And he's
1: the beater and it's like um okay, this is a giant waste of time.
0: Yeah, that's, yeah. Winning is bad. Losing is even worse of an option. Yeah. For the same reasons. You you mean you couldn't beat someone who is in a weakened state? Uh, <laughs> that's like,
1: yeah, yeah. It, it just, I mean, it's like they're just building in excuses for her to lose. Because I don't want her to lose clean yet. And my, thing, oh. my, my thought to that was, then why did you have her not get a helicopter?
0: A helicopter? Uh-oh. I did it did, again. Did you mean to say helicopter? No.
1: What the fuck just happened?
0: <laughs> did, did you have a mini-stroke on the podcast?
1: I had two colliding thoughts. This <laughs> happened a few weeks ago, too. I'm, like, stunned. What the <laughs> fuck was I even talking
0: about? Uh, Roxanne Perez and her collapsing and uh, what impact it has on Tiffany Stratton challenging her and standing yeah, to deliver. Makes, it makes Tiffany look weak, but at least she's a heel. So she doesn't oh. care. Uh, that part does help. So, it, to get, like,
1: Well, that's kind of concerning. Jesus Christ. All right. (laughs) What the fuck was that? (laughs) What word was I looking for? Uh, Maybe I was going for heelish.
0: Yeah. I don't know. My my mind's clearly like, hey, enough. So can't help you there. (laughs) It's, it's more heelish of her and it helps her as a heel.
1: So I'm thinking maybe that's where I was going, but helicopter, what the fuck is that? So yeah. So yeah. So Tiffany Shrek can helicopter her arm around.
0: (laughs) So Uh, yeah, I, I, I suppose it'll be uh, interesting to see, uh, see what goes on there moving forward. But you notice they have not done any updates on her? Nothing on social media, nothing like that. Uh oh. Like they're trying to play this off as real, but we all know if it was real they wouldn't show Because remember when Rich Holland got hurt? We had no idea what happened. when Big E got hurt and we had no idea what yeah. happened. Yeah. Uh yeah. I I because that was one where I'm like, I can't, I saw how long uh NXT was on the DVR and I'm just like oh my god I can't believe that it's going this late and at least five of those final minutes was spent on helping uh, Roxanne Perez out of the ring and uh, being stretchered to the back so I'm like so yeah like the match maybe went 15 minutes because it almost started at the top of the hour
1: I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see how long the DVR was going because so I joined the show late, so I was a little bit behind. Then caught up with commercials, so I just thought, "Oh, it's ten o'clock." I had no idea when it ended. I was like ten fifteen, <laughs> but like the rest of the show, like that was like the big news story. Uh, yeah. So yeah, the Brooks and Jensen stuff, which is or Josh Briggs, excuse me, Briggs and Jensen, is Briggs going to be the one
0: sleeping with old? uh... Oh, Kiana. Kiana oh. That was kind of bizarre. Like,
1: she sees it. Like, he's like, yeah, I got those flowers. Flowers are awful beautiful. She immediately takes the card and hides it. You're like, all right, something's going on with
0: that. But... Uh, that would make more sense than her having another boyfriend. Um, I, unless the other boyfriend has a friend and there's going to be a tag team match coming out of the situation. Which would be extra weird, but doable, yeah. I suppose. But then, does that make
1: sense? Because it's, like, it's the heel thing to do, to be like, hey, I, I, all I got is those two, so I need him to be happy. And then he's trying to hook his friend up with the girl he's fucking. Like, okay. I don't know how they're going to explain this one away. But I, I like how they're not hiding the fact something goofy is going on.
0: Uh, It's it's subtle but obvious, so it's kind of nice. Well, yeah, uh, they did a nice job of at least covering up round one. Uh, But round two definitely uh, had something going for it here. And, uh, yeah, just the fact that it was kind of fun that first go around... Uh Briggs is like Nah, I'm not on board with you Fallon like I think you're just barking up the wrong tree like chill chill out because he hadn't heard the phone conversation uh-huh. this time around he knows that something's weird and it does add a little different dynamic to the situation even if it's this kind of a, a similar situation
1: so it's, like, it's one of their better storylines now because you really don't know what's going on. Uh-uh. But in wrestling, it makes sense if it's him. And he can turn on the both of them and he can change character as well. So Keanu could take him and make him this. Like, she's like, you know, I try making Jensen sophisticated. I try cleaning him up. But like look at my man now. And Briggs is in a suit and tie or something. Ah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. That's the simplest way to put it.
1: So it's, it's like it's a logical progression, even if it doesn't really make sense. <laughs> They'd have to really explain that one. Or maybe he's doing this just to torture Jensen. He's like, she was never interested
0: in you. That's why you never kissed her. You never uh, did
1: this. You know, I got tired of your pathetic ass, something like
0: that. You know? uh, yeah, unfortunately, it's going to be all too easy to pick on that guy. <laughs>
1: is but it may also help like a fi- like two people close like that it can help bring a fire out of the guy who needs it and i think he's the one that needs it Uh-oh. i think Riggs will be just fine
0: yeah i've seen him in, i've seen him in action before as a bad guy and he'll he'll be just fine but Jets I know nothing about so you know <laughs> well, we'll figure and, that out. and again if the the age that he mentioned is true and he's only like freshly 22 or something wild like that <laughs> Yeah. He he's got some uh mileage on those tires. Should he, you know, want to yeah. want to have those tires. Yeah.
1: So, to so get that Chase You, and obviously we're not forgetting about Braun and Carmelo. But I was kind of disappointed or surprised with Gigi Dolan and JCJ. I'm like,
0: wait, that's it? <laughs> that was one where I I was kind, kind of wondering why a feud this big was just going to be on roadblock. I, I thought it was kind of weird that it was, because I think I had accidentally fast-forwarded to the end of the match somehow, so I had to rewind it, and I'm just like, oh my god, this match isn't very long. Like, what the fuck? No. It, you kind of have this long, drawn-out storyline, and it ends kind of abruptly, also dis- some pretty much decisively, I feel like. I feel like Gigi didn't have to pull out any real tricks to win that one. No, yeah, 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 you're right. So Just beat her. yeah. Oh yeah, it was that roll up slam thing. It was yeah. I'm like I kind of rewatched that finisher and I'm like why do her and Roxanne Perez basically have the same finisher? Yeah. yeah. I I was like that looks familiar. <laughs> yeah, like I I'm, I'm all for uh, I I know I used to make fun of the WWE, like, "Oh, we can't have more than one blonde, yada yada." But it's just like, "No, two people in the same same brand should not be having pretty much identical finishers." Yeah. Uh, you need a little different mustard on that if that's going to be your finisher. Yeah. Yes.
1: See, so I thought that was bizarre. I'm like, it doesn't even lend itself to a rematch.
0: You oh. Just got beat. Uh, I suppose the heel attacking the baby face at the end helps but sure uh, yeah not really yeah what else was on the show oh Grayson
1: Waller and Johnny Gargano which I guess has been the plan all along and I was like oh alright yeah Johnny's gotta get his revenge for Grayson ruining his retirement or his, uh, not retirement, his, uh, stepping away from NXT moment.
0: Uh Oh. So, but it was, yeah. it was always supposed to be Johnny Gargano. So, that's nice long-term
1: planning. And he's not staying in NXT. It's just this
0: one-off match. So. Uh, well, yeah, that's kind of fun. Like, that's one of those ones that, uh... NXT kind of has a similar situation where the WWE has to fill in these attraction matches for certain performers on the main roster. Grayson Wallers uh, is in a weird spot where, I mean, they really didn't make the decision to have him not win. Right. You you know, and it, it, it really did make it hard to buy his argument. Against Shawn Michaels this week. You know, like, again, there weren't... Braun did not, like, low blow him to get a win. You know, like, I'm sorry, pal. You just kind of lost... Lost clean. Uh, Yeah. Like, no matter how much trash you talk as a heel, it's just like... I, you know, you still need to back it up, and it's just like, sorry, you you, you did not.
1: Yeah, and it's like this weird pseudo-shoot thing. Oh. Like, you know, why am I not the guy? Why are these guys? And then Sean's like, well, you lost. But it's like, that's not what Grayson Waller's even getting at. Oh. So I'm like, oh, we don't want a shoot angle. Like, no. Yeah. And, you know, I, I did like that Sean even said, he's like, there have been guys trying to get me to come back. You know the the they keep backing up the money truck to my house so much so the guy knows my address by heart. And I thought that was kind of cool to acknowledge that, although he did come back from Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Oh. But and have Johnny Gargano come out. I was like, oh yeah, nice.
0: Like, that's a good. Yeah. A good, I'll give Triple H credit for that one. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's a it, it's a good attraction match to have. Uh, Grayson Waller deserves something like that. If he's not going to be in the main event angle, which, yeah, I I do not blame them for uh, for having that. Uh, I guess we can get to that right now. What the fuck? Braun Breaker, Carmelo Hayes already confirmed main event of Stand and Deliver. Uh, yeah i
1: yeah that's gonna be a banger I can't wait for this which would not have been the case a year and a half or a year ago when nxt 2.0 started <laughs> but this is gonna be good I thought it was this very strange inter, uh exchange no trick
0: oh Just yellow comes out they talk they shook hands right uh yeah or at least didn't engage in fisticuffs Ron holds the belt up and that's it. Like I mean, you got some more weeks
1: to build this up, you know, shit talking and that. But yeah. very matter of fact, we started, we started 2.0. Now it is what it is. We always knew it was going to be us. So let's do this. Like, that's pretty admirable. Like they both knew it was going to be them eventually. So, yeah, and they still, I mean, they still got their little catchphrases and digs in, which important. course, mean, of course they have to.
0: So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, he, yeah. Braun seems to have these weird, like, just very sportsy, almost uh, storylines going on for himself, where yeah. there's a level of respect, but it's also like, Nah, I'm better than you, motherfucker. Yeah. So I'm gonna try to beat you. And
1: even even Melo's the same
0: way. Yeah.
1: So yeah, very. I enjoyed it. I thought it was kind of refreshing. They, they, they just played it the way they did and moved
0: on. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, they didn't make too big of a deal of it. And, yeah, there really wasn't anything else on this card, honestly. Because, yeah. you know, what is there really to say about... Uh, what's their names? Oh, pretty Schism. Gallus.
1: Oh, Whatever.
0: Yeah. So I, I, don't, I don't care. Yeah. I, the pretty deadly stuff is, you know, fairly entertaining and just yeah. kind of filler for the show. That's and that, yeah. that's fine.
1: Yeah, but uh, overall, it, I know we spent a lot of time like goofing on like the subtleties of AEW. Some of it wasn't subtle, but I enjoyed that show. I did enjoy NXT this week, Oh. and you know, Austin Theory and Cena was. Goofy as hell.
0: <laughs> so. uh, do you have a uh, bell-time beer to uh, talk about on your end, sir? No,
1: I had two when I was out. Boy, they're pouring them, t- uh, them tall. I was like, damn. Um, it was a cold, cool kids crisp. It was a cold IPA. I guess that's a new joint oh. now. It was good. It was It was just crisp and light for an IPA. Okay. And then had a couple of sips of those bourbon barrel-aged ones. So probably <laughs> why I'm saying the word, like, helicopter when it doesn't matter.
0: Oh, so, uh, uh, only, so. uh, only one beer uh, over here. Uh, still continuing the uh, beer fridge clean-out to try and put in marginally more recent beers. Uh, Zaftig Brewing One Night Stand, batch 405 IPA. One of those uh, experimental hop things that uh, a number of breweries do where they throw in different hops to the same base flavors and uh, see how it comes out. Uh, This one happened to be pretty delicious, and I want to say that I finished it at least 15 minutes ago. So I've been actually drinking water for the the last little bit of (laughs) this podcast here. Same here. So uh, those are the bell time beer suggestions from uh, at Defrango 11 and at Granny Mays. Uh, The brand is at Stunt Granny. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Download us at any number of locations, whether it's Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, or Google. Have a good night, grandkids. Later, guys.